Hey, thanks for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and to help you live in the freedom and purpose that Jesus has for your life. Hey, it's uh, Make a Different Sunday today, and we're going to um, we're going to celebrate people who have who are making a difference in our church community. We have a lunch after the service. Who's staying for lunch? Who's staying for lunch? Five people. That's good. Lots of food for me. I'll ask you again. Who's staying for lunch? John, you staying for lunch? Yeah, you staying for lunch. Awesome. Make a Difference Sunday. We're going to um, highlight two people. Then we're going to talk about different people in the church. Then we're going to bring a message. But I'm going to invite up Annette first, who's going to celebrate someone. Lord, we thank you for their love for this church and their love mostly for you. So we just thank you for each and every one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, young people, time to go. If you're rising in power, you guys are going to head out right now. So head out quickly. And thank you, Joel. You did a great job today. Well done, Joel. Let's thank Joel. Great job, Joel. You know, the worship team are one of those teams that serve for hours and hours and hours. They get here at like 10 to, 7, 10 to 8 in the morning and they're here till after 12 each Sunday. Praise God for you. For Sarah, who brings the word, I didn't say thank you to you for preaching the word. For Carl, who runs his production team, you're, you're a blessing and I love you. You're a great man. Alrighty, we're going to do five things in the next 20 minutes. I'm going to read you three passages of scripture. We're going to pull them apart a bit and I'm going to show you two videos of people making a difference in the church. So the first passage I want to read to you is from Romans chapter 12, and we're going to look at what the Bible says about us using the gifts that God has given us to serve His body in the world. Let's pray, and then we'll go. Father, give us understanding of Your Word, of your word today. Um, lead us, guide us, challenge us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. As I prayed, Mark Sum came to mind, and although Mark doesn't serve on the ground here, he's a principal of a Christian high school. So... He comes here and gets fed, he's in a salmon nets life group, and he gets encouraged, hopefully gets fed, hopefully gets encouraged, and then goes serves that community in an outstanding way. You're leading an outstanding school. We want to honour you, Mr. Mark Shum, Mr. Mark Shum, Mr. Mr. Shum, principal. Today we want to honour you. Can we honour Mr. Mark Shum? Yeah, amazing. Because we serve in this community and in the world. The scripture I want to read to you first is from Romans chapter 12, verse 3. This is the Apostle Paul, and he writes this. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one each sorry, for just as each of us has one body with many members, we have an arm and a leg and a head and a foot and all those bits and pieces, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. Friends, we are a body. Some of us are hands, some of us are elbows, some of us are hips, some of us are toes, some of us are skin. We all have a part to play in the body. We form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We belong to each other. We have different gifts according to God's grace that's been given to us. If your gift is prophesying, well, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. 
If it's encouraged, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Now, I want to look at this verse briefly, these verses briefly before I show you the video. But whenever we read a verse, verse in the Bible, we need to put it in context. And the context of Romans chapter 12, verse 3 and following comes after Romans chapter 12, verse 1, which I think is one of the most important verses in the whole Bible. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 starts like this. In view of God's mercy. Now those four words, in view of five words, those five words summarize the first 11 chapters of Romans. And in Romans chapter 1 through 11, Paul, the writer, tells us all that God has done for us through Jesus Christ. That we were far from God, we were under God's wrath, we were his enemies. And yet, God loved us and sent Jesus to die in my place, on my behalf. He paid for my sin. He paid my debt. He's given me a new identity. He's given me eternal life. Jesus fulfilled the law, so I no longer have to. And now I stand in him, forgiven, made whole with a new identity. Praise him. Praise him. That's Romans 1 to 11. And Paul writes, in view of all that God has done for you, in view of that, this is how you're to respond. And in Romans 12, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, he talks about how we should respond in view of God's mercy. See, God's mercy is like the springboard or the motivator for us to respond to God in the way that he wants us to respond. We look at all that he's done for us and say, God, thank you. I'm going to live a life that serves you. It's a response. And then if you jump, you have verse 1. Then we have verse 2, and then we have verse 3. And Paul writes this, For by the grace given me, now there it's about calling, grace is talking about calling there, by the calling that I've been given as an apostle, as a leader, as someone who teach and lead churches, Paul writes this, I say this to you, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Don't have tickets on yourself. And I'm going to add a bit in there. And don't think of yourself more lowly than you ought. Don't think you've you got nothing to offer or you're less than. But rather, think of yourself with sober judgment. When you're drunk, not that you guys do that or would do that, but you don't see clearly. But when you're sober, you see clearly. So Paul is saying here, see yourself as who you really are. Not higher, not lower. See yourself as who you really are. And then he goes and says, but rather think of yourself in sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Now, the faith that God has distributed to each one of us is the same. We have the same faith in Jesus Christ. God loves us equally. He died for us equally. He gives new life equally to all of us. So we are all equal in Christ. So don't think of yourself better than another believer because you're not. Because we are all loved. There is no Jew or Gentile, slave or free. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Don't think of yourself less than the preacher or the pastor or the person who welcomes you or the one who serves you morning tea. Don't think of yourself less than them or greater than them because you are the same as them in Christ Jesus. But what God does, he gives people different gifts. doesn't mean you're any less or any more valuable. We are all valuable. We are all loved. It's all the same in Christ Jesus. And yet, and not and yet, and God gives people gifts. Look at verse 4. For just as each of us 
has one body with many members and the members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, though we are many, we form one body. Each one of us forms one body and we all belong to all the others. Friends, you belong to the person next to you. You belong to us. You're part of the body of Christ that God has placed here. You are important. You are valuable. You belong here. And we need you playing your part. Paul writes, we have different gifts according to God's grace upon us. People have different gifts. We're all the same in Christ. No one's better than another, but God gives gifts. And if he's given you a gift, use it. He has given you a gift, therefore use it. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Whatever gift that God has given you, use it. Use the gift that God has given you. You are part of our body. You belong here. And we need each one playing their part. We've uh, put two videos together. The first one is from people from LifeGate Pads, though, around making a difference. Check this out. What's up, church friends? I'm Brax. And I'm Shaq. And we choose to make a difference in the worship ministry because... God has chosen, um, has given us the talent to not hide but share it with um, everyone else. Um, not only that, we love to give God all the glory and all the yes. praise that He deserves. Um, we also love to see the congregation um, enjoying the time when we do worship, yeah. and also to encounter um, God's presence and the Holy um, and the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. What's up, LifeGate? How are you? I'm Tyson Roberts, and I choose to make a difference in life groups. The reason I like the leading life group is I love seeing people live in the freedom and purpose that Jesus has created for them. And there's no better way to do that than intimately in a small group of people discussing Bible, discussing life, and just living life together, just as the Bible calls us to do. It's wonderful. Hey guys, my name is Jazam Simiasu and I serve in the Connections team as well as the Kids Ministry. Uh, I chose to make a difference in Connections to, uh, because I was new in church, so I wanted to connect with uh, other people. And now that I've uh, been here for a while, I've also chosen to stay in Connections to help connect other people um, to, to the church and also to God. I've also chose to make a difference in uh, the Kids Ministry because I also wanted to um, help the kids uh, grow up to uh, nurture their relationship in Christ and um, yeah, just to help them uh, with, because yeah, when you're young, you don't really know about the Lord and it's good to teach you at a young age and just to help uh, the relationship throughout. So yeah, it's really fun, it's good fun and yeah, that's why I chose to make a difference. Hi, my name's Ben. I uh, serve in a number of areas for LifeGate and I choose to make a difference by serving because uh, that's, uh, Jesus came to serve and not to be served, and I think that exemplifies what um, Jesus would do. So I come to serve others, serve my church, and serve my God. Thank you. Hi, my name is Linda, and I serve in the worship team, and I want to make a difference um, by using my God-given gift to worship Him and to encourage other people to worship Him also. Hi, my name is Arvin and I serve as part of a life group. The reason I choose to make a difference is I believe God has given each of us 
some capabilities, some abilities, some talent to make a difference in lives of others. And that is what I do. I utilize whatever God has gifted me with to make a difference. Hi, my name is Roshni. I serve on the foundation team. Um, I choose to make a difference in the life of others because I want the kingdom of God to expand. And to expand kingdom of God, we need strong men and strong women. So there we need foundation. Thank you. Hi everyone, I'm Katie. I serve on the production team and basically I do it because God told me to and obedience is better than sacrifice. That's pretty cool, hey? Pretty good? Did you enjoy that? It's pretty awesome, hey? Pretty awesome. The next scripture I want to take you to is from, is from wrong one, uh, Lukey, it's Ephesians 4 is next, I think. You give me Luke, the wrong, is that right or wrong? Like Ephesians 4 is next. In Ephesians chapter 4, we can, yeah, go to Ephesians 4. The, uh, the, uh, that's it, perfect. The gift is, is the person, whereas in Romans 12, God gives gifts to people. In this case, the person is the gift to the church. So in Ephesians chapter 4, 4.11, Paul writes this. So Christ himself gave the apostles, gave the prophets, gave the evangelists, gave the pastors and teachers. We are called that the fivefold ministry. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why did God give, why did Christ give these people to the church? Verse 12, to equip his people for works of service. One more time, to equip his people for works of service. In our some churches, not this church, in some churches, people think we employ the pastors so that they can do all the work. Some people think that. Hopefully that's not right. <laughs> but people think that because it says here, these leaders are here to equip the people, to train the people for what works of service so that the people would use what God's put in them to serve one another. And then he goes on to say, so that by serving by each one of us, serving each other, what's the result? So that the body of Christ may be built up. Does God's church, the body of Christ, need to be built up today? Do we need that? We do need that. And that happens as each one of us takes our place and serves each other. Verse 13. Until we all reach unity in the faith, we keep serving each other until we reach unity. And in the knowledge of the Son of God, knowing not just in our minds, but knowing in our hearts with a deep conviction, and that we would become mature. That's God's, that's God's desire for His people, that we would grow from coming to know Him, immaturity through to maturity. And people grow to maturity as each one of us plays our part in the body, attaining to the, the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Everything that God has for us on this earth, we live it out in, in maturity. Verse 14, then we will be no longer tossed. Back in the early church and even today, there, there were false teachers, people saying that Jesus wasn't who he said he was. And even today, people say lots of crazy things about Jesus and they're taking the Bible and twisting it, and they're making the Bible say what they want it to say because it suits their thinking and, the, and, and what society says today. And as we grow to maturity in Christ and we know Him and know His Word deep in our hearts, we can then distinguish between true and false. And this is what he says in verse 14 here. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. 
As we serve each other, as we grow to maturity, we'll be aware of false teaching. Verse 15. Instead, speaking the truth in love, this is how we will do it. Speak the truth in love. We will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head. Who's the head of the body? Jesus, that is Christ. Verse 16. For from Him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As each part does its work. We grow in love. We grow in maturity. We follow Jesus as the head of his body as each part does his work. Why do we do our bit? Back to Romans 12.1. In view of God's mercy, because of what God has done for me, I am motivated to serve his church. I am motivated to go and witness to the world what Christ has done. Second video I want to show you today. This time it's from our Preston's campus. Um, you're going to hear testimonies from them. Turn your eyes to the screen. What's up, church friends? I'm Brax. And I'm Shaq. And we choose to make a difference in the worship ministry because... God has chosen, um, has given us the talent to not hide but share it with um, everyone else. Um, not only that, we love to give God all the glory and all the yes. praise that He deserves. Um, we also love to see the congregation um, enjoying the time when we do worship, yep. and also to encounter um, God's presence and the Holy um, and the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. What's up, LifeGate? How are you? I'm Tyson Roberts, and I choose to make a difference in life groups. The reason I like to leading life group is I love seeing people live in the freedom and purpose that Jesus has created for them. And there's no better way to do that than intimately in a small group of people discussing Bible, discussing life, and just living life together, just as the Bible calls us to do. It's wonderful. Hey guys, my name is Jazam Simiasu and I serve in the Connections team as well as the Kids Ministry. Uh, I chose to make a difference in Connections to, uh, because I was new in church, so I wanted to connect with uh, other people. And now that I've uh, been here for a while, I've also chosen to stay in Connections to help connect other people um, to, to the church and also to God. I've also chose to make a difference in uh, the Kids Ministry because I also wanted to um, help the kids uh, grow up to uh, nurture their relationship in Christ and um, yeah just to help them because uh, yeah when you're young you don't really know about the Lord and it's good to teach you at a young age and just to help uh, the relationship throughout so yeah it's really fun it's good fun and yeah that's why I chose to make a difference. Hi my name's Ben I uh, serve in a number of areas for LifeGate and I choose to make a difference by serving because uh, that's, uh, Jesus came to serve and not to be served, and I think that exemplifies what um, Jesus would do. So I come to serve others, serve my church, and serve my God. Thank you. Hi, my name is Linda, and I serve in the worship team, and I want to make a difference um, by using my God-given gift to worship Him and to encourage other people to worship Him also. Hi, my name is Arvin and I serve as part of a life group. The reason I choose to make a difference is I believe God has given each of us some capabilities, some abilities, some talent to make a difference in lives of others. And that is what I do. I utilize whatever God has gifted me with to make a difference. Hi, my name is Roshni. I serve on the 
foundation team. Um, I choose to make a difference in the life of others because I want the kingdom of God to expand. And to expand kingdom of God, we need strong men and strong women. So there we need foundation. Thank you. Hi everyone, I'm Katie. I serve on the production team. And basically I do it because God told me to and obedience is better than sacrifice. Thank you, Katie, for that. It's good. Encouraging testimonies. Praise God. Great people, great people. On your um, chairs, you should see a little card. And if you're already serving in ministry, great. But if you're not and you're considering it, there are some things we'd love to get you involved in. Um, there's options there, particularly kids' ministry, where, as you saw Margaret on her own standing up. We're always looking for kids' leaders. It's a massive privilege. As, um, as Zion said, um, that's his shorter name, Zion, serving kids' ministry. I encourage you to consider that. And at the end of this, I'm going to read, read one more verse. Um, you can fill that card in, take it to the start here desk, or go straight there, look at the iPad, and you can put your details in there. Can I say thank you to Deb for putting that second video together? Thank you to Carl for putting that first video together. Um, everything that happens is done by someone. I want to say thank you to each one. Last passage for today, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This passage is written to a church community where it's not happening as it should. Um, Paul writes strongly to this church because they've got some behavior that's not great. And, and in this passage in 1 Corinthians um, 12 and chapter 13 and even chapter 14, he's writing specifically in the use of spiritual gifts. And people are not using them in the way that God wants them to use them. They were saying, my gift's more important than your gifts. Get out of my way. I want to share mine. And they're pushing their, their thing in front of another. They're, they are celebrating some, looking, on, looking down on another. And Paul says, stop it. Because as we looked at earlier, we are all one in Christ Jesus. We're all one. There is no one greater than another. And God gives gifts to different people. And we're to use the gifts that he's given us. So this is what he writes. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. We were all baptized by one spirit as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. It would, not be, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. In other words, if you're sitting here and thinking, well, I haven't got a preaching gift like Nathan, therefore um, I don't belong here. Or I'm, I'm not a muso like a quarter of our church, therefore I don't belong here. Praise God for our musos. Amen? Amen? I don't belong. It's nonsense. We all belong here because you have a part to play. God has gifted you and he's given you a part to play. In verse 16 he says, And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being part of the body. Of course it would be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If we were all preachers, who's going to listen to the preachers? If we were all caring, right, Ros Toland, who's going to, and this loving people and caring people, who's going to take us over the mountain? We need it all. We need all the gifts. Where, where am I up to? 17. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? It wouldn't be. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are 
indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, last slide, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices, like we did with Catherine today, as we celebrated Martin today. We all celebrated them for what they do in the life of our church. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. You are not here by accident. God has put you here in this church. You belong here. You have a place here. And my other encouragement for you is that God has put gifts in you. He's put talents in you, not just for you, but for me and for Annette and for Andreas and Leslie. We want to all benefit from what you have to give. So my encouragement to you today is what have you got and how can you offer it? Some of it's speaking, others of us it's praying. Some of us, it's listening to someone, standing on the deck and speaking life over someone who's having a difficult week. Some of us give a whole heap of money in the offering. Praise God that enables us to do what we do. Others of us make calls for pastoral care. People set up chairs, about to set up tables outside for food. The community dinner, cook meals, and they wash up. We have um, an eldership team that sets the direction of our church. We have staff that oversee the ministries and make it all work. Each person playing their part, and we all have a part to play. So as we come to the close, again, those cards are there. If you're not serving or you want to change roles, feel free to fill it in. And come on, Joel. Thanks, mate. And by filling this card in, you're not signing up for the rest of your life. You're saying, I'm interested in this. Give me some more information. And by you filling that card in, take it to the start here desk, we will give it to the leader of that area of ministry and we'll say this person is interested. And then we'll have a conversation with you and we'll see if it's a good fit. Yeah, and if it's not, that's okay. So this is the card about interest. So I encourage you to consider it and to fill it in and everyone will take their place. Let's stand. We're going to pray and we're going to close. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. Oh, Father, I want to say thank you for every single person who calls LifeGate home. I thank you for their willingness to serve the body, whether it's through having cups of tea with people or giving in the offering or serving officially on a team. Father, I pray you'll bless each one. God, I pray that we'll serve out of a motivation that comes from in view of God's mercy because you loved us and you gave yourself for us that we respond appropriately. Father, show us where you want to. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations, and we'd love to help you get connected. My name's Andrew, and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church, and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to help you find community, get support and prayer, and take your next step. So why don't you connect with us and take your next step at lifegate.org.au and click the Next Step button.